God is good. Amen? Uh, by the way, turn to somebody and tell them Merry Christmas, would you? Amen. Merry Christmas. And how about a Merry Christmas to me? And Merry Christmas to you guys, too. It is a great time to celebrate. How, how many got all the Christmas shopping done today? How many are just going to start as soon as this is done? They're, they're going to hit the 24. How many of you are shopping for Christmas at Walgreens? Because I think that's 24-7. You guys are all going to Walgreens. Honey, thank you for this thing from 7-Eleven. So thoughtful. Yeah. Oh, here's a receipt from 15 minutes ago. <laughs> no. And thank you for those who got me an Xbox. I'm not sure who it is yet. But if the Lord lays it on your heart this afternoon, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Do not give me an Xbox. Thank you. Father, I, I give you praise, Lord, for who you are. Lord, and there's so many things that we can focus on and that the world would have us focus on um, besides Jesus Christ, the Savior, the God who is infinite, eternal, invisible, but yet made himself visible in our appearance. Lord, that's the story, but it's also the historical story. Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that you came into the flesh and you dwelt among us. That in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that He dwelt with us. And Lord, that you made your tent, Lord, your tabernacle with us, and lived like us, and then paid for us. And Lord, we're not the only witnesses. Lord, it's also the witnesses of the Scriptures, the witness of the early Christians, even the early uh, historians. And I thank you that you are still alive today. And can you just do that right now? Whatever your hope's in, I'm sure there's a lot of things we could be worrying about, a lot of things you can um, be discouraged about or fearful about. Me too. Just want to encourage you, put your hope in God right now. Just put your trust in God. Whatever, whatever it is, it's relationship, it's wholeness in your heart, um, whatever it is, whatever anxiety, you just lift it up to the mighty King of Kings. And Lord, we don't just surrender it as some kind of mental um, activity to sort of feel better about ourselves, to throw it into thin air. Lord, we take our anxious thoughts and we give it to you. We put our hope in you. And I pray for blessings on not only Christmas, but Lord, as this new year comes around. Lord, I know we have a long series called Victory Road, which is going to be full of power. Lord, bring life to your people. Bring encouragement. Those that don't know you, open their blind eyes. Let them see that you're the God who lives. And uh, we bless your name. We bless your name. We surrender our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, can I hear amen? Amen. 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 God is good. You know, this is the last one of our series, Jesus the Giver. Um, he's actually not only the giver, but he's the gift as well. Christmas time. Uh, I did a lot of series uh, sermons already on Jesus coming in. This will be a short one, by the way. Can I hear praise God? Praise God. It's, I'm not going to go the full four hours. I'm only going three hours. That's it. So I'll have an intermission time after each hour and refreshments, and there'll be uh, some energy fluids for you to pick up your, your B-complex in your, in your mind so you can focus. No. 
Um, you know, I, I'm going to get right started into the scripture, but I, I really want to talk about the testimony and also about the great love that God has for people. If you think about Christmas, you have to understand that the almighty God who lives and breathes, the almighty God with all power, if you believe that he exists, this is God has incredible love for you. Incredible love, and it's personal. It's not just generic. He kind of just so loves everybody. He does love the world, but he adopts you and calls you his kid. There's nothing more intimate than a kid that you have, that you love. And that's how God does. He adopts you into his fellowship, not just temporary like let's hang around the living room, but it's an eternal thing. God says, I want you to step into the eternity which I have created. This temporary life that we have, it's not a waste. It's awesome. But it's a taste of what is to come. God has way more even in the afterlife for us. Do I hear an amen? Amen. And I hope you're encouraged by that. The early disciples, specifically John, started here, and I just have a few scriptures here. He says, he says that which was from the beginning. Can everyone just say that? Yeah. That. He's talking about Christ. That. That which was from the beginning. And here he gives it. Which we have heard. Like we heard him. And we have seen him with our eyes. This is testimony like in court. I saw it. And I noticed it. I, I smelled what it smelled like. I, I'm a witness. Now I'm telling you what happened. We've seen it with our eyes, which we have looked at. And our hands have touched. We touched him. We hang, hung around him. And this we proclaim concerning the word of life. If you believe in who Jesus Christ is, understand that he's not just a good person. He's not someone who was just moral. Um, did some good moral things. He wasn't someone who was just pretty significant and has some good, you know, love your neighbor as yourself kinds of quotes. But he's claiming that he's the true light, that he is the light that gives us life, that we didn't just evolve from some primordial soup of rocks and lightning sort of mixing together with some energy source, throwing amino acids together in some order to somehow create a simple protein. God said, I put all the stuff together at once. And I put that light and that life in you, and he is the true light, the light that gives light to us. He is the life source. I'm a functional body, but I have a soul inside me which is empowered by more than just my brain. I have a soul. Can you say hi to my soul? This is Eric's soul. How are you? This is the same body, I mean the same soul I had when I was a baby. But guess what? This is not the same body I had as a baby. This isn't the same cool body I had at 21 either. I, I have a feeling that it's fading away. How many know your body's kind of fading away? It's kind of corrupting itself. Don't you feel like you're getting betrayed? But how many know your soul is still in there? And, and it's fine. It's doing fine. It's getting inwardly renewed by the Lord. And he said this. So he, he heard, we've seen, we looked at, we touched, we proclaimed to you, Jesus, th- this word of life. And then he says, the life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father. He was with the Father, and he has appeared to us. No one has seen God but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. That means that this Father, this eternal God, has revealed himself through the Son on earth so that he could live like us 
and die for us in our stead. I met a, a, a young atheist a little while ago, and he was saying, he told me, he goes, I don't need anyone dying for my sins. I want to take responsibility for my own sins. And I go, I don't think you know what you're saying. <laughs> like he thinks it's just probably just a couple things, like I did that, I'll make up for it. No, when you violate it, it counts against God eternally. You understand, God has always been perfect. God didn't work himself up to becoming God. He wasn't a total loser and said, you know, if I just get better, I'll become a God one day. He was God. He's always been. He's unchanging. Amen? Amen. That, that means that there's this eternal being that is full of life and love. And where does he aim it? Like, where does he aim this love? You. He aims it at you. Isn't that awesome? This incredible God. It says, when the time had fully come, God sent his son. He was born of a woman, born under the the law, the rules of right and wrong, just like us, to redeem us from under that rule of right and wrong that we might receive. Why did he do it? So that we might receive the full rights of sons. That means the inheritance. I've never met a a parent who doesn't want to give their their kids an inheritance. They may not be able to afford it, but they go, man, if I could just give this to my kids, if I could just pass this good thing on to my kids. Well, God is saying, I want to adopt you. I'm going to give you the full right and authority and inheritance as a kid of mine. How many think that's pretty powerful? This is an incredible thing that God is giving us. And he's not just giving it us by saying, oh, I want you to see how well you do. Maybe you'll kind of catch up and maybe you do pretty good. No, God says, I will live in you and I will change you and I will mold you. If it was up to me, guess what? I'm a loser, you know, deep down. Without God, I'm never going to make it. Thank God for himself. Amen. I get to say, and he says, because you are sons, he continues, you are sons. By the way, he's not saying you might be sons. And the, by the way, the word heos there is sons and daughters. Because you're his kids, God sent the spirit of his eternal son into your hearts. That's the Holy Spirit, the eternal spirit of his son, the spirit. This Holy Spirit who now lives in us and creates that relationship for us where we can go to dad and say, Abba, Father, Abba, Papa, Papa, Daddy. This is the relationship. God goes through all this time at the right time to make payment for us so that we can be his kids. And people come to me and they go, I don't know if I want to go to church. I don't know if God really likes me. You don't know if God really likes you. He wants you to be his kid. He makes all the payment for you. He draws you in. He doesn't hold you guilty anymore, but takes away your guilt. How good a Christmas can this be? This is a killer Christmas. Keep the Xbox. I'll take this. But I'll take the Xbox too, you know? And we can say, can everyone say Abba? Abba. Now think of it as Papa. Just say Abba. Just look to your dad and say Abba. Abba. Papa. You know this if you study the Middle East. It's very common. Little boys will walk to their fathers and they say, Abba, Abba. This is the same thing that God says. Speak to me, Abba. I make you the child. And then this is the scripture that most people know, but I, I, it's not one we read all year. So if this is the only time you come to church, this isn't the only scripture we know. <laughs> there are thousands and thousands of incredible scriptures that will change your life from purpose to vision, identity, dreams, you know, <laughs> relationships, emotions, spirituality. But this one encapsulated, for God so loved the world. Can you say the word so? 
Can you say, in this way? One more time, in this way. For God, in this way, so loved the world. How did he, in what way did he love the world, Jesus tell us? That he gave his one and only son, that whoever is believing in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is a great promise. This is the promise that whoever believes, you don't have to be the most religious person. You don't have to have your suit and tie on. You don't have to be the one. You don't have to tithe all year. You know, God wants you to give so that you can give because you become like him, but you're not going to be saved by giving. You're not going to be saved by going to your Bible studies. You're not going to be saved by helping the neighbor next door. You're not going to be saved by being the poor person who gives your money away. You're saved because you believe in what Christ has done. That's called grace. It's a great message. And then I'm just going to finish with this last scripture. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. Can you say that word with me, lavished? Lavished. Say it just a little bit more indulgent, lavished. 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 This is the scripture. I put down some of the definitions here. Luxurious, costly, expensive, opulent, grand, splendid, fine, fancy, rich, posh. Here's the informal, fancy schmancy, (laughs) right? The father has fancy schmancy thrown his love on us. Isn't that that incredible? You see the antonym there? The antonym there is meager. Like God could have just gone, I got so much love, and I'm just going to give you just a little bit of it so you kind of know a little bit. God says he pours out his love, and he's going, what should I give? I'm going to give the very soul of who I am, my spirit. And God puts a spirit in you, the very love that he has. And he says, take that spirit which searches the deep things of who I am, what, I, what my thoughts are, who I am, and I want you to have that so you can search me and know me. And people turn that into, I got to pray to God and ask him what I need to do today. No, you get to search out God and you get to know him and you get to discover him and understand that he came just to make relationship with you because guess what? You weren't instigating the bridge building. Did you notice that? You, you can't look back and go, I'm the one who got this whole relationship started. I was looking for God, showing him how I care about him. No, I don't think so. Listen, See what great love the Father has lavished on us. Can everyone say that we? One more time, that we. That we should be called children of God. And can you say, and that? That, there's that, that. And that is what we are. It's not what we might be. It's not what we hope to be. It's that is what we are. I think the Apostle John understands doctrine. Don't you? Uh, You think he's pretty good at theology? I think so. And he doesn't say, we're trying to be sons. We're trying to do the best we can. We're trying to be more religious. He says, we're called children of God, and that is what we are. And he said, the reason the world does not know us, doesn't recognize us this way, is that it doesn't know him. If you don't know the Lord, then you can't see that his children are around you. And I encourage you, this Christmas, understand that this Son of God that is eternal, transparent, invisible, became visible on your behalf and put on the human flesh that you had and made a way for you to know him 
forever by removing your sin and the condemnation of your sin so that there is no judgment for you. Why don't you close your eyes? I'm just going to give you a chance to respond. It's dark, but you can put your hand up. If you need that forgiveness today, it's an eternal forgiveness. It's not a religious thing. I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm just asking you to respond to the gospel, the good news. Do you want to receive the good news, the forgiveness of your sins, once for all? If that's you, will you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need the forgiveness of sins. I want to agree with you. Raise your hand high so I can see you. Amen, amen, amen. I can see you. I can see you back there too. Amen, 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 amen. Over here, amen. Amen. Anyone over there? There, I see you. Amen back there. Amen. Father, I thank you for these. Lord, I don't know if I saw everybody, but you did. Lord, I pray forgiveness on them. Will you just thank the Lord right now by faith? Say, thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sins. Thank you for the cross that you washed all my sins away. I tell you that from this point on, the Lord will not count your sins against you. If you blow it, trust me, he'll show you. But he won't hold eternal judgment against you. He'll show you so he can heal you, not to condemn you, not anymore. You are forgiven forever. Can you just thank God? Thank you, God, for Christmas Day. Thank you for what it represents. Your birth, your life, your atonement, your forgiveness, your redemption. In Jesus' name. Can I hear amen?